0: Welcome to Chapter 2. In this chapter, William talks about the accident and the initial treatment he received in hospital. So then, do you want to talk us through, and as I said before, in as much or as little detail as you like, Hmm. the event itself? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, the big crash. It was, well, just to start off, it was really funny because all of a sudden you're somewhere and then you're somewhere else. It was like teleporting.
0: That was your experience? Yeah,
1: it was strange just because I don't know if it was just my pain tolerance or maybe I was just bombed out on the um, medication that the doctors were giving me. Um, But yeah, well, on the 8th of October, it was a Friday, um, I knocked off work, and i came home and my eye was in when you're welding and when when you got your eye in means you can sort of weld anything so i came home to my workshop and kept welding because i was in form nice and um and then had a mate come over and he was hanging out yeah he was staying for the weekend whole weekend and um he got down from melbourne and we were just hanging out here just chatting and catching up and had a beer or so and uh, neighbors were having their daughters 25th, and they've been good family friends for, since they moved in about 12 years ago. And, um, yeah, so being the good neighbor, I thought uh, it's her birthday and she's got all my mates, we'll go over and say good day and I was catching up on their news. And So I stayed there oh, for about two hours or so, nothing nothing too big, from about 7 to 9 p.m., you know. Had a bit to eat and they were playing some bocce out on the lawn and played that and, um, yeah. And so I was chatting to her mother and she was just sort of walking me out saying, thanks for coming. And I was like, yeah, no worries, Alison. Um, good to see you. And um, I chatted to her post-accident and she said, um, yeah, no, like you seem fine. I, I think for the whole, that whole night I ha- would have had two beers. So, you know, I was quite uh, sober and not... Lucid? Not, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, she said, yeah, that, like I got on the motorbike fine and put my helmet on fine and was, you know... Normal will, like, isn't doing his thing. And um, so, yeah, I jumped on the bike and set sail off back towards home um, from that party. And so, yeah, I went home with that um, thought that, you know, I got to work tomorrow. And, and so I was just driving home. And I, for me, I was just into it, went into a black, black cloud. Like, I can't remember. But for the description of it, I was heading home, and I think it would, roughly would have been about 30 to 40. Um, Kilometers per hour, um, and my the right side of my handlebars of my motorbike. I was on a two-wheeler ag- agricultural motorbike, and the yeah right handle of it clipped into a um, bluestone cattle grid, um, which resulted in the so in, into the wall into yeah, into yeah a, into into yeah so yeah into a bluestone. So you're wall. sort of
0: driving past a. Uh... Yeah, driving up through the gate and yeah. then clip the edge of the gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So it's just over the road where the crash light was. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, driving up towards to exit the property and drive through the entry onto my property. And, yeah, there was these, um there's a Bluestone cattle grid, so you drive over that to stop the cattle, obviously, getting onto the road. And, uh, yeah, being made out of Bluestone, it obviously impacted quite hard and resulted in the um, right handlebar jerking down hard to the right and the wheel hitting and um, it, it's it's quite funny because there's a few marks on that side and then there's a few marks on that side and some people think that I would have hit there and I did hit that part of the stone at that time with my head. Um, I didn't have my helmet done up so I think my helmet would have came off and I hit it with my head on the right side and then i've managed to stay on the bike and drive across as it would have bounced back across and driven onto the other side of the wall but that amazes me like i must have somehow really got it on a sharp angle because of the cattle grid like there's it's like when you tram track on your bicycle there's sort of no escape um so i'm yeah somehow must have been over the grid and then came back and hit it or something because they found the bike on the left side, out through the exit, about ten meters. Mm. So I, I may have stayed on the bike and fell off there, or I might have fallen off at the first impact or the second impact. We're really not too sure. Um, I guess the fight or flight response takeover. and it, to me, like I cannot recall this at all. Uh, my brain's completely wiped it out. Um, but I, yeah, from that accident, I did get up and start started to walk back. Towards where my friends were having their um, birthday party, and I because how far
0: were you from from there?
1: Uh it was about two hundred meters. Okay. Yeah. So it was a. There was yeah. I did have a break on the way with the walk because uh, they found my boots, so I must have fallen down and taken my boot off, and they found a pool of blood as well the next morning. So I was obviously moving quite slowly and steadily, but yeah. And I'm, I walked back towards the, um, our friend's birthday party and I jumped into a car and jumped into the boot of my neighbour's car who was Alison, who the lady I was talking to before I jumped on the motorbike to sail off back home. Um, and it was just chance of luck that uh, Alison actually had to catch a flight the next morning quite early and it was about 6 a.m. or something. And yeah, so what she do? She woke up, packed her stuff, and jumped into her car. And um, yeah, heard scruffling in the back, and she was like, "Oh, what's that? That's strange." Is this a sedan or a
0: wagon? Ah, or-
1: uh, this is yeah, a four wheel drive.
0: So. And you, so you've closed the the, the back yeah, behind you, yeah, and you're like huddled up in the in the back of in the, the boot, yeah. Wow.
1: So um, the brain must have been. Working
0: quite well to be able to close the boot on yourself, and so, that sounds like the return from sort of a late night at a BNS or something where you yeah. crawled yeah. back into the back of your Ute, <laughs> crawl into my swag for the night.
1: Yeah. yeah, it was. Um, well, it was funny because before Alison found me, I was I had started dreaming, and these were very vivid dreams. Like I was dreaming that I was at their property, but we were having this massive party, and there was. All my old workmates from the sale yards were there and they were drinking and we were watching the cricket and there was these people from, like, Mexico there. You can still remember this two years later. (laughs) I can remember that. And I remember I got locked in this garage um, with a girl called Megan. I've never seen this face or met a lady alike before. Another young girl, I can't remember her name, and this old, like, 60-year-old dude from hungry like he had like a very european accent and it was it was classic <laughs> um but in, in the the funny thing in in my dream was um uh the le- megan or whatever her name was saying that she had to go to town to buy meds because i said i had a headache and she was like okay i'll run to town and get you some medicine and then i can remember in the dream i was like where's that megan chick and as soon as i thought she popped up and she was like oh here you go um so yeah i'll leave it at that but well yeah it's so, well, so what
0: happened i guess just from the story like you, from, you obviously yeah, don't have from, the memory of any of this but what, no. what what happened at that point so your friend's mum, friend's mum found, found you yeah, halfway she, to the airport
1: yeah yeah well no luckily she didn't leave the house
0: she would have been surprised to find you there yeah yeah absolutely
1: it would have been a great shock and um because of the impact that I had on the stone, I wasn't looking pretty. So it would have been quite the um, mm-hmm. yeah, initial shock to see someone in that set, so especially someone that you've known for um, quite a while. But then also
0: just the wonder of,
1: you know, what the hell happened to you? Yeah, yeah. Where'd you come from and why are you in my car and what's going on?
0: So she drove you to the hospital? No,
1: no she didn't drive me to the hospital. She uh, raised the alarm with her husband and they... Uh, he came out to find check check on me, but somehow they got me to the shower. I don't i don't know if they they might. So were you awake? No, I was, but I cannot remember this. Yeah. Um, very groggy, like very slow responses. Like, uh, nah. Uh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so they would have woken up some others and put me in the shower. And my good mate, who was their son, Elliot. Um, he put me in the shower and he turned it on and he thought, um, oh, why are you sitting down? So he, he stupidly thought he'd stand me up. And then there was that classic realisation as, as soon as you take one step or two steps away, he was like, maybe I shouldn't have done that. And he has this massive thump and i down I go straight back onto the ground. But luckily, in a funny sense, luckily it did happen because he, I then, uh, I had long hair at the time down past my eyes um, and he looked at me and I looked up at him and then he actually could see my skull. <sighs> so, um, he then just ran out of the bathroom and was like, all right, no, we need to, you know, let's call a few ambulances, let's just raise the alarm. And, um, he woke up his older sister and luckily she had a few, you know, being a birthday party, some of her mates were nurses and, um. We're studying something, you know, in the medical world of things. And, yeah, they woke up and sort of took my aid and were um, looking after me with the most care, which was um, very, again, lucky. Um, And, yeah, and then they had called the ambulance and the first ambulance rocked up, and that was the local ambulance from um, town. And they put me in a stretcher and stuff, and they were um, going to take me to Warnable, But through my mum's... And everyone's around here. Local knowledge. They know that the roads are pretty. How are you go like bumpy and potholes and stuff. And they in such a someone in such a state. They didn't really want to risk it, so they decided to call the air ambulance. Mm-hmm. And um, just re-jittering back to my story, it was funny because Mum was there, and I can remember her being like, "Oh, how are you? Can you feel my um, hand? Squeeze my hand." Da 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 da. And I was like, "Yeah." Um, but I was telling her that I owed megan money for the medication <laughs> she got me from those classic um yeah from those dreams and my mum questioned me about it like a year or two after the accident i was like oh, i was dreaming by then like I'd, yeah anyway
0: um so you got airlifted to melbourne
1: yeah so yeah so the air ambulance came and um landed and um yeah they strapped me up or put me in there and i got flown to um, the royal melbourne hospital um now when i got to the i think i would have been seduced into a coma at the royal melbourne i don't know if the ambulance did um but anyway um yeah got flown there and got seduced uh yeah into an um, induced coma for nine days yeah um and that was more weird dreaming like yeah it's just strange because that whole it was a yeah it was about well 10 days you'd say of yeah, just solid straight dreams and, yeah, and it was a strange and funny place. And, um, I mean, I could ramble on about those dreams for <laughs> hours, but there's no point. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I can remember um, waking up, uh, yeah, when it came time to wake up.
0: And was that something that um, the medical team had decided for you? Like, were they controlling you in that induced yeah, state yeah. for nine days?
1: Yeah. Well, they did actually try to wake me up earlier. Um, and as I came reawoken, I was, like, convulsing and mm-hmm. wriggling around. So it was still obviously healing a bit. And um, so they put me back into the um, coma for a few more days. I don't know at what time they tried to wake me back up but yeah um they might have been a couple of days or so um but yeah no and then well during in the coma i got all my scans and everything there. yeah so they assessed and, the yeah yeah point, from head to know pretty much just yeah. to figure out what was going on and um well i did uh receive a nine or 12 hour surgery wow um which did uh yeah well result in titanium plates and screws uh, in my face, so under my jaw, holding my uh, uh, cheekbones together and my eye, part of my eyes together, and up all over my skull. Um, because, yeah, from the x rays, I had cracked my skull in many different places. And as a result, they had to break more of it to be able to fix it uh, properly. Um, so I got, yeah, a lot of, um, metal up in my head and a lot of a fair bit of plastic surgery as well um but yeah because there was a lot of cracks i broke nine well all my eye sockets um my jaw was completely dislodged like from i couldn't really talk out of it um and yeah just cleanly snapped like my jaw like there was two parts to my jaw
0: um and yeah there was a lot of a lot of damage done I might just I'll just add in here. Yeah. Like I saw there was um, some scans on um, one of the articles, I think, in the standard of what your scan of your skull at the injury and then after it' been fixed up and it was um, pretty traumatic. But I must just say, looking very good. <laughs> you don't have no idea. Like yeah, yeah. you don't have no idea anything's happened. If yeah. If you, you want some good. good surgeons mate, I'll, I'll, I'll get you
1: some. <laughs> no, they, they, well, hats off to the surgeons. I mean, they're amazing and they're a really cool of you guys. But yeah, no, as you say, a lot of uh therapists and doctors uh call it a invisible injury. Yeah. Because um well, some people who recover quite well, they'll get put together back again quite well. Um but yeah, you won't even notice like that even happened, or yeah, it's yeah, it's quite amazing.
0: Yeah, some some context for people is that all those other injuries they would have um, taken some time to heal, but they would have healed up, and as you say, no one can see them anymore. So I think was my understanding mm-hmm. was you were nine days in a coma in um, in the Royal Melbourne Hospital. Yes. And then how long did you stay in the Royal Melbourne? Um,
1: I was there for about two weeks following the crash
0: yeah
1: i think about two weeks until what's it called Uh, they've got some term for it anyway until i passed that term of yeah just of where i'm at like if i was able to go and go to the toilet independently and sort of be wanting to get out of the hospital bed i suppose because i was just sick of it because those um those days at the royal melbourne was just bedridden um just sitting there and looking like no tv or any distractions they won't allow you to have phones or anything um so just sitting there and really trying to
0: hang out so they put you sort of i guess did that initial work in terms of putting you back together and then you had about three months in
1: in the so yeah after that i got transferred to the epworth
0: yeah in um, melbourne still
1: yeah in richmond
0: yeah yeah um to the trauma the, rehab set team or the, who, who was that to
1: i did have a trauma rehab team and we were all in a a ward together um Mm -hmm. and it was people with head injuries and um, abis and stuff so they could all um monitor us and um, no doubt there's a lot of neuropsychologists speech pathologists and occupational therapists all crammed in and around there to be able to help um because yeah they you know do a lot of thoughts and understanding and memory and um talking and uh a lot of brain function, but then also the o t was um occupational therapy being yeah work and stuff, and if you were previously employed and how you could ease back into work and monitoring your future days or your tasks that you can perform, yes um, and so these guys were all working with us to be able to understand where where we're at um in terms of healing after such a big crash, yeah sure um and um yeah, it was. It was good. I um, I was learning, slowly learning to get back to walking at the Epworth. Um, I do remember a few days I was being pushed around in a wheelchair and it felt pretty fun because you didn't have to do much and everyone was working around you. Um, but yeah, I was slowly yeah learning how to walk and I became, my I guess my mentality, I became really good friends with um, my treaters and sort of made it a friendship rather than a patient um uh, yeah what's the word
0: carer so, so this at is patient. the team that are kind of around the, you yeah really yeah, sort of yeah. focusing on your recovery yeah and who who did that comprise like what what um, professions did that comprise
1: um i had a speech pathologist a neuropsychologist i had a psychologist
0: twice what was Actually, the difference between the psychologist and the neuropsychologist
1: i think the psychologist just wanted to chat sort of thing make sure you know that you had like your thoughts to find and stuff like that. Um, I can't really, yeah, because she she flew in and flew out. Like she would just all of a sudden. And that's the thing, because I was laying in bed most of the day, and all the people would come into your room, or then lay, and then they even do it. And she she rocked up and chatted for about twenty minutes, and then another time for about an hour. Okay. And um, well, I was just chatting to her about home and the farm. Cause she asked me where I lived, and of course, I just started talking about the farm. So. Um, and I said, "Yeah, I need to come out and visit it one day." And da 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 and stuff like that. And we became good friends because she was from around here somewhere. Um, but yeah, I never saw her again, and she never really did any work yeah, with okay. me. Like it was quite like we didn't really do many assess uh, any assessments or anything.
0: So she, maybe she was just sort of assessing. Yeah, where you just
1: were. sort of yeah, face value on first impression. Mm-hmm. I'm Not too sure. She could have just been a random lady from the street. <laughs> just someone's walked in <laughs> yeah. looking for a chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, no, I was quite happily uh, chatting away. Um, so, yeah, and then, well, yeah, my neuropsychologist, my speech pathologist, a uh, physiotherapist, um, an occupational therapist, and a dietician. Wow, so that's yeah. quite the team. And yeah. how often would you see
0: those people? Um,
1: the physiotherapist would see twice a week. The neuropsychologist would probably see twice to th- three times. No, once a week speech pathology once a week i think yeah all the rest once a week and dietitian and so you still got a lot of time by yourself because you yeah, so you absolutely. at this point
0: you can't walk
1: i i was getting back to walking when i was at the royal melbourne i couldn't walk and yeah i remember waking up and my eyes it was just all white and thin like so my eyes were scabbed over and sure i remember trying to walk for the first time and uh they had a couple of uh the workers on the side the nurses and um Oh, yeah, I just tried to stand up and just fell back down. And, yeah, it took a few sessions to be able to get a step in again. And, and was that because of
0: the leg? leg yeah. Okay, so the leg less than the head. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then you, did you have to learn to talk again or?
1: Uh, talk, yeah, pretty, well, in a way, um, being able to remember, like with just how you ask that question, trying to be able to remember the question and come up with a response, it was very delayed and could be very random. Sure. Um sort of off with the theories, I suppose, Yeah, you know. Um, And it was just more to, yeah, concentration and memory and being, yeah, having a good vocabulary. Um, And that was quite hard because I had to sort of start reading again, you know, to be able to get in tune with those words. Um, So, yeah, it was funny. Well, reading was uh, deeming quite tough. at the Epworth but luckily by this time at the Epworth they gave you little screens and you could have Netflix and YouTube and stuff and I started watching a lot of Netflix but I started uh watching movies with subtitles on so I could and I well would watch movies that I knew and just yeah read the subtitles and just read it word for word even though I'd seen the movie and stuff but it was just so I could sort of get that brain power going again just to read the words as they come up and um
0: connect the word with the meaning
1: yeah yeah exactly right and and like it, it was funny with some words i was just like oh, what does that mean again or yeah stuff like that and um but i think the the best like medicine for that was time mm-hmm. to you know pass by and my brain slowly became less mush and started to fire again fire yeah exactly fire again
0: That's the end of chapter two. In chapter three, William shares his main recovery learnings. Returning home.